0: Let's go with Larry Fitzgerald. So many places to go. I don't know where to start, but let's start with the man himself.
1: Fitz, how are you? Doing outstanding. Had a great weekend and uh, looking forward to talking a little ball with you today, Jim.
0: Well, we're going to talk about a lot of ball here because you're Mr. Accountable. How do you account for this? The Broncos over the Cowboys. The Jags over the Bills. The Titans without Derrick Henry. MVP Derrick Henry. Best running back since Eric Dickerson. Going to break the record. Derrick Henry, and they come into Los Angeles and they dominate the Rams. What's going on here? Atlanta goes in and beats New Orleans, who's vying for first place in the NFC South. On any given Sunday, just doesn't answer it.
1: No, Jim. I mean, uh, any any given Sunday, you can you can get beat, and, and you see you see it across the league every single week. There's there's surprise upsets, but you know it really reveals the true character of the teams, especially the Tennessee Titans. They had every single reason to say, "Look, man, we we lost the best player of the National Football League, most dominant back." In years, and you know, our season's probably lost. And they didn't take that approach. They took a completely different mantra into the game. They were physical. They were opportunistic. Um, they stuck together. And when when um, you know controversy arose, they were able to suppress it. And um, you know, you really have to tip your hat to teams like that. The Jacksonville Jaguars have had all type of things happening um, throughout the year. You know, twenty game losing streak. Their, their coach getting in a little hot water. Um, you know, a young team. They have so many. Reasons to say maybe this is just not our year. They didn't. They didn't do that. They they took it to a really good uh, Buffalo Bills team, and so I mean, I wouldn't say it's uh, it's truly uncommon.
0: So what happens when you're on a good team and you stumble like this, and you're thinking, you know, we've heard Tom tell us for years what Coach Belichick had told him: football begins at Thanksgiving. We're a couple mm-hmm. of weeks away from that, so I guess you can get it together before then. But when you're the Cowboys and you're thinking we're Super Bowl contenders. Or you're the Bills. We're supposed to be the best in the AFC. Uh, or any of these teams. Tampa Bay last week against uh, against New Orleans. And you stumble. What does that do internally with your confidence at this point in the season when you believe that you're going to compete and then you go out and you lay an egg somewhere?
1: When you're playing against a desperate team, you look at the Cowboys yesterday playing against the Broncos. You know, they're fighting to stay in the division race in the AFC West. Um, you know, you get your franchise quarterback and Dak Prescott and you just automatically assume after a great win uh, against the Vikings last week that you'll be able to come out and just put it back to the same way it was before, before Dak uh, missed any games. And that's just not how it works. You know, you plan against Um, outstanding competitors in every team you're playing against week in and week out. And, you know, you have to just have that same mentality doing all the things that you were doing while you were winning. Um, You know, and Dallas has some outstanding performers. You look at, uh, you know, Parsons yesterday. He had a, you know, unbelievable game, 10 tackles, a few sacks, um, just completely dominant. Um, but as a team, they didn't come out and play with the same passion and energy that you had seen them play um, the previous few weeks. And, you know, you just have to be able to just hit that reset button and get back to playing the way that you know you're capable of playing. And, uh, you know, that has to be a team effort, not only just the players, but the coaches, everybody believing in, uh, you know, the, the goals that they have set for yourself.
0: So it's all just a roll of the dice, which reminds us that Let's Go is brought to you by Golden GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Play your favorite slot or table games like blackjack, roulette, and so much more. Download the app onto your phone and play online at goldennuggetcasino.com. You must be 21 or older. Available only in Michigan and New Jersey. If you got a gambling problem, please call 1-800-270-7117 or 1-800-GAMBLER. It's coming soon to your state. That's goldennuggetcasino.com. Larry, is anybody any good right now? Is anybody say right
1: now, you know what?
0: We got this thing figured
1: out. I don't think you can ever say you have anything figured out in the National Football League. But yesterday, watching the Arizona Cardinals, you know, being down A.J. Green, being down J.J. Watt, being down Kyler Murray, being down DeAndre Hopkins, um, you know, being underdog in the game, going into San Francisco and really coming out with a decisive victory, wasn't competitive at any point of the game. And um, you know to see Colt McCoy coming in there and really keep the game on schedule have complete control of the offense and um you know i i think the cardinals are are really moving in the right direction especially with you know being able to have depth and in, and in the in the players be able to step up when their opportunity presents itself i mean if you look at anybody that's kind of separating themselves you look at their schedule moving forward um you know you, you have to you have to put them in that conversation
0: larry it appears that uh So much overshadowing off the field, as opposed to what took place even on the field with all of these terrific upsets. Um, The NFL has put themselves in a position where everything is news, and then it gets amplified. And then when real news happens, you know, it takes over, not just a cycle, but it continues. And we had a couple of those stories uh, that went on before the games of week nine. And it's left a tremendous trail and aftermath. And I think we should discuss those now. Uh, let's start with Aaron Rodgers um, and what he has done in putting himself in a position of not being able to play because of the COVID protocols coming down uh, with the coronavirus uh, and missing at least uh, the game in Week 9. He did not take the vaccination, and he made a number of comments uh, to Pat McAfee right here on XM. Uh, in an interview that he did uh, with Pat, and it's caused a lot of reverberations uh, in a general sense. Larry, uh, let me get your reaction to what Aaron Rodgers has said and done uh, over the course of uh, since coming to training camp regarding his
1: vaccination status. Well, you know, I I don't I, I haven't talked to Aaron. I don't know what he was thinking um, in terms of what he said on the Pat McAfee show, but, you know, you, you would love to have seen him, you know, handle it, you know, a little bit different. You know, if you, if you're not vaccinated, just take the precautionary measures that other players around the league have, have had to take, um, you know, knowing Aaron, the way I know him, he's a, he's a considerate person, um, you know, but you would love to be able to see that happen. And if that would have happened, you know, I don't think this would be as much of a conversation as it is now. Um, you know, I, you know, you saw I'm going to interrupt you because considerate
0: is a considerate, is a word that comes right to the forefront is it considerate to not be vaccinated regardless of what your beliefs are of what you might be putting into your body when society is counting on everyone to have common courtesy and decency so if you're not going to if you're not going to be vaccinated you have to you have to wear a mask is it considerate to go hug an opponent on an opposing team who has the impression that you are immunized, that you are in fact vaccinated when you're not, and you do that without a mask, that's not considerate. Uh, that's nothing near considerate.
1: Yeah, I, I would, I would, you know, have to agree with you on that, Jim. Probably not the most considerate thing to do. And, you know, I, I think if you could all do it over again, I know he would, he would be more considerate in terms of, you know, wearing his mask and doing the things that... Um, redeemed considerate to, to everybody around him from his opponents to his teammates. And like I said, I haven't seen the videos from inside the Packers locker room and facility, if he's wearing his mask in there, but you know, the things that you well, see, he's, on he's TV, not,
0: let's not, let's not, let's not put up some, let, let's not create an impression. That's not accurate. He's not mm-hmm. because he's not doing it at the press conferences and he's not doing it at times when he should be doing it. Uh, if he's following the protocols, it doesn't really matter whether the Packers can can present some videotape of him walking down the hall once of him wearing a mask. By and large, he didn't follow the protocols. Um, If there are rules in place, you're supposed to follow the rules. And if you're not going to follow the rules, why have them? You have a point, Jim. If this was your teammate, how would you handle this? And what would you think? The guy's a great player. He's an MVP. We've all had a good experience with Aaron Rodgers over the years. Mm -hmm. Uh, From my standpoint... He's always accessible. He's always available. He's come on the show repeatedly. When I see him in public, he's a gentleman. He's affable. He answers the questions. He has a smile. And he's so much fun and great to watch on the field. So from my, my standpoint, personally, he's been great. He's been everything, you know, from a sportscaster would want from somebody who is in that position. He answers the questions, and he's available. Mm-hmm. And he does it in a considerate way. I the so there's nothing personal here. But if you were a teammate, and now your team comes in with one loss, you have a chance for a home field advantage, you have a chance to go to a Super Bowl, and now he has put that in peril because of what he has done. How would you as a teammate
1: react to this? Well, I wouldn't have ever told him that he needed to be doing anything, but you would you would often like to encourage him to make sure he's making the right decisions in in these places, because, you know, so much is riding on it, you know, especially a a player in that position who, you know, is a, is MVP and um, one of the greatest quarterbacks in history, you know, to be able to not be able to be on the field for any reason, you know, is going to hurt your team. And um, as a teammate, you would have loved to see that. And I would have loved to see that, um, you know, him taking the precautionary measures to protect himself and, and the people around him.
0: Going forward now. Uh, how does he clean up this mess that he's created?
1: Well, I think if, if it were me, I would just be up front and say, "Hey, look, I, I think some people may have been misled by what's happened. Um, I want to apologize to you know my teammates and my past opponents and anybody else who's felt offended by my decision. And you know, I, I hope to be able to you know over time build back your trust and." You know, I'm gonna make sure I'm taking the precautionary measures to to protect anybody I'm around, and just just own it and and try to move forward.
0: And do you think that's late in coming and will have the look of of trying to cover your rear end, or do you think that at this point there can still be some genuine sincerity uh, in his words?
1: No, Aaron's a very sincere, genuine person, and so I think if he's able to convey that in a message and and it's heartfelt, I think people will forgive him. And you know, as long as he's doing in terms of the things that he should be doing in terms of the protocol and being, you know, accountable, staying away from people and masking himself up and doing those things, I think people will see that he, you know, he's he's remorseful and um, you know, wants to be the best teammate he possibly can and citizen.
0: He said he presented over five hundred pages of evidence to the National Football League. That's a lot of pages. That's a lot of research. It, it it just makes you wonder why this has become the circumstance and so divisive that it has that he would produce 500 pages when literally hundreds of millions of people are getting this vaccination. And he decided to go out and research. Did he do the same thing with the polio shot and the measles vaccination and a number of the other vaccinations that everyone no, is required to take, um, obviously at three years old and two years old and five years old and going to school you don't have a choice you know Mm -hmm. your parents made that decision for you but I wonder if he's done the same research about what's been ingested into his body up until now
1: no I'm sure he hasn't Jim I don't don't think any of us have when you know you're getting those vaccination shots or you know you're taking your children to get those vaccination shots I don't think that's anything that um you know thought about you know you just know that you have to do it and you pretty much go along with, with, with the line of thinking. Um, so, so we I, go
0: along I, with it because we know we don't have typhus and we know we don't have polio and mm-hmm. we know that they work. Perhaps there's not enough data over the course of time to know what in fact will be with this shot in 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road. We don't know that because we haven't lived that far yet. It just seems to me, and there's no way to put a bow on this, Because people feel they don't want the vaccination, they don't take the vaccination, and we live in a country where that's okay. Yet, if you listen to the experts, the people who we have put in these positions to give us guidance, this is the way to eradicate the disease and to end it. And if there's not going to be uniformity, this is something we're going to have to live with as a society because it will continue for a long time. And now it's touched obviously a major star, an MVP in the National Football League. There's going to be opinions all over the place on this thing, but the major takeaway that I have is this isn't the end of this.
1: Well, Jimmy, you know Aaron's not alone in, in in his thinking. I mean, there's millions of you know Americans that are still unvaccinated and you know taking a hard stance on this on this topic. So I would agree, it's it's not the end of it. It's not going to be the last time. We're going to be talking about a player that's, you know, dealing with this same issue.
0: Aaron also in his interview complained about the woke mob canceling him and the cancel culture. Do you think that's what's going on here?
1: I think the woke mob and the cancel culture is all over the place. I don't necessarily think they're just attacking him, but anybody who you know is in a prominent position. And people feel, you know, they're not doing what they think is right at the time, you know, can be attacked. And I mean, you see it in, in, in everywhere. You see it in politics. You see it in sports. You see it in business. And I think you just have to be aware, you know, of the consequences of your actions. You have to you have to think before you speak and making sure that you're being completely transparent and open, you know, when when you're talking. And, you know, people are going to hold you accountable. That's just where we live in the times that we're in.
0: All right, Larry, let's take a break right now. And when we come back, we'll talk about how this affected the Packers on the field uh, and Jordan Love in his first start as a professional uh, and the Packers lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. So much more right here on Let's Go. We are brought to you by Morton's The Steakhouse, savor a collection of contemporary and classic steakhouse favorites, fresh seafood, luscious desserts, and a legendary power hour. Visit mortons.com for reservations. So much more with Larry Fitzgerald. I'm Jim Gray right here on Let's Go on Sirius. Hi, everyone. This is Hall of Fame sportscaster Leslie Visser, and I've been bringing my decades of experience to my podcast In Conversation. We talk to legendary athletes like Billie Jean King and Ray Allen, celebrities like David Duchovny, award-winning jazz bassist Christian McBride, and all kinds of authors. It's everything from sports to culture to media. So please subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app included with most subscriptions. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with great Larry Fitzgerald. Let's Go is brought to you by USAA Insurance. We're dedicated to helping the military community protect what they've worked hard for with insurance that meets their high standards. Get the coverage you deserve. USAA Insurance. USAA! Larry, as we continue, Jordan Love put in a very difficult situation to come in in the middle of the season, uh, not unlike a guy who has an injury or an illness. Comes in, plays his first game. Um, doesn't go real well. Uh, Kansas City, who's been porous all year, basically shuts them out, allows them to the uh, one uh, one score and missed field goals again by uh, by the Packers and Crosby. And the Chiefs come away, even though they've been struggling. And the Packers, uh, is, is this the letdown of not having Rodgers? Um, is this playing in Kansas City? What do you attribute it to and how much do you attribute it to the chaos of Aaron Rodgers last week?
1: Well, you have a young quarterback that hasn't had any experience, you know, being put in a hostile place, you know, Arrowhead stadium is no easy place to be. Um, and, you know, just the magnitude of having to answer the questions, you know, swirling around the organization, you know, I bet you it was a lot for the young person, uh, young, pretty young man to handle. And, um, you know, it's, um, you know, it's part of the, the National Football League. It's very difficult to go on the road and win. And you know when you're inexperienced quarterback, it even makes it more difficult. And you know it's it was tough to watch. It was it was not a you know offensive you know slugfest by any stretch of imagination. Kansas City didn't do much you know throughout the course of the game. You know there was a you know bad turnover on the punt. You know that really you know cost the Green Bay Packers you know that game. And you know it's it was tough to watch offensively.
0: And now we turn from. That circumstance with the Packers to the Raiders and and Henry Ruggs. The loss of life, first and foremost. Uh, We're now coming into a week with this. And lives lost and other lives permanently altered. The family of the victim, never going to have this young lady again. And now Henry Ruggs and his girlfriend, uh, Uh, will live with the repercussions in the aftermath for the rest of their lives. And Ruggs is going to face jail time, uh, having been charged with numerous counts of felony DUI, 156 miles an hour, and it's been talked about now for a week, uh, at 345 in the morning for an NFL player. Why are young players, Larry, putting themselves in situations like this? What goes on that allows well, that to happen?
1: I mean, well, gentlemen, I mean, you—you—you're devastating when you read this. You know, obviously, a young lady lost her life tragically. Um, a young man has forever altered his life. You know, in all likelihood, probably will never play again. You know, after serving his sentence, um, you know, I think it's—it's it's an example of just one bad split to sec- second decision. You know, can change your life and. You know I, you know driving that speed at that time you know under the influence you know you, you just can't condone that and you, I can't wrap my mind around it but to answer your question you know why are NFL players doing it? I don't think it's just NFL players you, you think across the country young people make poor decisions um you know they they drink too much and they get behind the wheel or they do other things that they shouldn't be doing it's just something that you know young people do and it's very unfortunate that it cost somebody their life and you know, you feel bad also for 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 rugs. I mean, um, you know, from what I've heard from from friends I know on the Raiders, he's a he's a good kid. You know, he hasn't had any prior history of of you know criminal history or anything bad. And, you know, just you just you just felt terrible for him. Um, but again, you know, you 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 have to live with the consequences the decisions that you make. You know, and um, you know it's it's an ugly scenario any way you look at it
0: and i certainly don't want to implicate anybody other than rugs or the past incidents that that we're aware of uh, that have gone on before uh, with drinking and driving and there have been nfl players but what about the fact that many nfl players do feel they're indestructible and do feel that because of the collisions that they take out on the course you know that that this type of thing won't happen to them because Of the peril they put themselves in in their profession, so they think that that translates to something like this. If that makes sense, what I'm asking.
1: No, it makes a lot of sense, and and I'm gonna push back on you on that because I've been out with a lot of different NFL players over the course of my career, and they've made smart decisions. They've gotten an Uber, so they've rode with somebody who hadn't been drinking. They've made very intelligent decisions. So I'm not talking about
0: the ones who do it right. I'm talking about the ones who do it wrong.
1: I know, but what what I'm think has happened is, is. people start to think this is, a, this is an NFL problem. Um, man, this
0: That's not a, the question, is... Larry. The question was, was, do NFL players think they're indestructible? It's not I... about the decision-making process at that moment. Do NFL players walk around thinking because they get pounded and because the shape that they're in, that they have this indestructibility and they have this myopic view that this type of thing won't leave them or put them in harm's way?
1: Are there NFL players that think that way? Absolutely, but I, I wouldn't say that's everybody's thought process. You know, there's a lot of people that that don't have that same thought process, and so, um, you know, there are a few guys who do that and you know get themselves in predicaments that they would love to to not be in. But I wouldn't say that's the consensus. I wouldn't say that is the um, the train of thinking for every single player in in the league. You know what I what I hate is is when You know, incidents like this happen, and so many of the you know good guys are clumped into it. You know, this is one individual making a decision, and you know there's a lot of guys who are making good, intelligent, smart decisions. And you know, when these things happen, you know a lot of other people, you know, and their judgments are questioned when they shouldn't be.
0: Then there's always the thought process that these are young men exposed to a lot of money at an early stage in their life, who've come from backgrounds that haven't had any of these things, and it's a lot to handle in a short period of time. There's a lot of training, and there's a lot of programs that the NFL tries to put into place, uh, be it on a league level, and then again on a team level. Is it enough?
1: I believe it's enough. There's, there's always resources available for you, um, you know, to make the right decisions. You know, it's up to each individual to take advantage of the things that are available to you. You know, teams usually have drivers, that will come assist you, they'll actually come pick you up and, you know, get somebody to drive your car home. So, I mean, there's, there's really no excuse. All you got to do is make the decision beforehand. Hey, look, this is what I'm planning to do. I plan to step out. We're going to go from club to club, and I plan to leave around this time, and I would need some help. You know, th- you're making this decision before you've consumed any alcohol, before you've gone out, and I think that's probably the best method. Um, and teams in the league have done a good job of, you know, letting us know that uh, that those resources are available to you.
0: And how did the Raiders hold it together? Up until now, they've done very well. They share the lead. I know that football pales in comparison to what it is we're discussing. Uh, But if you look at what's gone on there the past three months, the president of their operation uh, dismissed for financial improprieties. Then you have the John Gruden uh, emails and the resignation. Uh, Now you have Henry Ruggs and the circumstance with the DUI and the loss of life. You have Arnett waving a gun and threatening somebody, and I'm sure there's going to be repercussions from that and that TikTok video. And you still have a season here, and you're in first place. How does the organization hold it together? And uh, it's pretty remarkable that the players and the coaching staff and the organization, with all that's gone on, still can even contemplate having a season. Uh, there's a lot there.
1: Well, Jim, it is, it is a lot. And, I mean, you you mentioned all of those things. It, it really, you know, makes you scratch your head, you know, from the front office to the players to the coaches. You know, there's been every single part of the organization that feels like has been touched by some controversy. And, you know, you really just have to lean on the great players in that locker room. You know, you look at Derek Carr and the upstanding citizen and man that he is, you know, I really was touched by, you know, his comments and, you know, just his – Ability to, you know, understand the magnitude and be supportive of his teammate and also be aware, um, you know, of the tragedy of a of loss of life. And, you know, when you, when your leader is somebody who's really in touch like that, um, you know, I think it bodes well for the team and the organization. And, you know, they just have to have a bunch of guys that really stand up for each other and, and understand that they have each other's back and they're going to hold each other accountable to make the right decisions moving forward.
0: Certainly a tough circumstance for the Raiders and uh, Derek Carr. There's a lot, a lot that we can all admire in the way that he has handled uh, all of these circumstances with tremendous compassion and seeing things from so many different vantage points. And uh, I I must say, it's been inspiring to uh, listen to what he's had to say, the way that he's handled it. This is Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with Larry Fitzgerald. Our program is brought to you by Ring. Did you know Ring? Well, there they are. Someone's at the door. Did you know that Ring makes an award-winning alarm system? You can install yourself. It's easy. Go to ring.com forward slash let's go for a special offer on a Ring alarm security system today. That's ring.com forward slash let's go. Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, Larry, uh, lots of wide receivers getting a lot of attention Deshaun Jackson. He's going to sign with the Raiders. We just talked about the Raiders. Odell Beckham Jr. is going to get his release. Uh, He'll be signed by a team. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald's phone been ringing quite a bit.
1: No, phone's not been ringing. I, I see the transactions and movement of a lot of players around around the league, and Deshaun going to to the Ra- Raiders will definitely add a really deep, you know, play capabilities, a guy who's produced for a long period of time, who really wasn't being utilized much by the Rams. So it'd be fun to watch him, you know, go to Las Vegas and be able to play, and um, you know, be able to kind of assume some of the the roles that uh, Ruggs was was having in terms of the deep threat and playmaking ability down the field. And and Odell, you know, obviously it just didn't work out in Cleveland for, you know, a plethora of different reasons. And I hope he's able to find a, an opportunity where he can go and just be the dominant player he's been throughout the course of his career and, and find a locker room that he'd be able to fit in with. And, um, you know, because he's, he's a special player and he's great for the league. You know, the young people love watching him play and seeing the dance and seeing that, uh, you know, youthful jubilation that he plays with. You know, I hope he can get back to that.
0: Your phone's not ringing. Uh, have you changed your number? Let me give it out. Four eight zero zero eight. 8 of us. Um, that's Larry Fitzgerald's number. Why hasn't your phone been ringing?
1: It's been off, Jim. I didn't pay my bill this last week, so you can send that check. <laughs> that that check that you sent me last week it bounced, Jim. So we need to get that back in order, please. I don't know. Let me talk to Fran.
0: You need you need a new phone, I guess. <laughs> Does that mean you won't entertain it anymore? That that the season will, in fact, pass, and and if you play football again, it just won't be this season.
1: Jim, we, we don't we don't have to go here, Jim. We don't have to go here. I'm a fade. I'm a fade to black, Jim. You know, <laughs>
0: yeah. kind of as you have anyway.
1: Yeah, that's that's the plan all along. <laughs>
0: So I guess the closest you're going to get to a game is you went to the game yesterday up in San Francisco with a bunch of your buddies. What did you think sitting in the stands watching them play, not being on injured reserve or not because you couldn't be in uniform because you chose not to be, and you just took in the game? What was that experience like for you up there against the 49ers?
1: Uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun to be able to watch the game and see them flying around, making plays. Um, you know, Marcus Golden, a couple of sacks. It was. It was fun. It was great. You know, it would have been. And hopefully some of my buddies will get healthy. You know, AJ, hopefully he's, he's doing okay with uh, with his COVID. And DeAndre and Kyler get those guys back. And, you know, I think they're going to really be cooking with grease. And you can't you can't leave out James Conner, what he's been able to do. Just such tough running inside. It was amazing, the screen game, passing game yesterday. Just complete domination um, in the running passing game. So, I mean, they, they look like a well-oiled machine.
0: What's it like to be a fan?
1: It's great. You know, you get to sit there with the kids and – have some popcorn, something something to drink and get to laugh and, and joke and high five is fun, you know, and it's damn sure nowhere near as as uh, painful. Larry Fitzgerald fan. It's got a good ring to it. Been a fan of yours for a long time, Jim. You did a great job this week on the broadcast, man. There was uh, as as always, you were you were amazing.
0: Well, thank that you. Canelo, I appreciate that,
1: that. Can, that canelo is special, Jim. He, he's he's I mean, but he doesn't get he doesn't got the attention you know, that the great fighters in the past have gotten for some reason. I don't, I, don't, I can't, I can't put my, I can't put my finger on it. Why that is. I mean, he's so dominant. He's great personality. Um, he's got tremendous fanfare, you know, charitable guy. I mean, I, I just, I just don't understand why he's not spoken of more often in terms of the greatest fighters of all time.
0: Well, he will be now uh, having captured the undisputed super middleweight crown. Uh, and he's a terrific guy and um, he doesn't point at himself. Uh, he's not waving the flag and saying, look at me. Uh, but his greatness uh, has brought him to the forefront. And uh, in fact, I'm coming to Phoenix uh, for the uh, fight this weekend. Ben Benitez, uh who might be his next opponent. Uh, and uh, for folks who didn't see Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant, they can watch it on Showtime uh, this Saturday night uh, with the fight from Phoenix. And uh, I know you'll be there. In the front row in your uh, arena,
1: the uh, Suns Arena. Well, Jim, if you can give me some tickets, man, I'll greatly appreciate it, man. You know, not the same ones you got me for the for the Mayweather fights when you had me way up at the top of the top of the building. Man, I need something better than that this week, Jim.
0: This is your arena, so we'll get you in the front <laughs> row because we got we got to treat ownership properly. Correct, people who own the arena. You know, you have to be uh, you have to treat them with the uh, dignified respect that they deserve in their own house and we will do that (laughs) our program is brought to you by united wholesale mortgage any athlete will tell you it helps to work with an expert for buying or refinancing a home your expert is an independent mortgage broker find one at findamortgagebroker.com powered by united wholesale mortgage llc equal housing lender nmls 3038 licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. That's findamortgagebroker.com, powered by United Wholesale Mortgage. Larry, I have now passed you as we make our picks this season. I am now in first place. This hurts you more than losing on the golf course to anybody. The NFL man of the year is now behind some sportscaster in picking games of uh, expertise here. Our records are not stellar. Snake Snake will expose you. I will not, but... (laughs) Um, neither of us uh, should be listened to when it comes to making these picks. Uh, But we're going to congratulate Snake before he kills us. Snake just completed his third marathon in the last couple of months. Berlin, Boston, and New York, and he improved his time each time. We're proud of you, Snake. That's a heck of a feat in you using your feet. Way
1: to go, Snake.
0: Way to go. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Larry. Yeah, it it was fun. Um, Well, let's get into these picks. Um, Don't want to listen about me. Um, Week 10 games, uh, we have Cleveland at New England. if the public only knew it's all about Snake. It's always about Snake. Enough about me. Now he has a chance, and now he's saying it's not about him. All week long, we have to, you know, it's
1: about Snake. Okay,
0: Snake, Patriots are favored by two and a half. We got a game. Patriots are favored by two and a half over Cleveland at home.
1: I'm gonna, go with, I'm gonna go with the Browns on that one, Snake. I, I really like the way they played yesterday. Uh, Nick Chubb is, is back healthy. He's, he looks fresh. Um, you know, he's got that big playmaking ability. Um, you know, back. You know, after coming off an of injury for a few weeks. Um, so I like I like the Browns and where they where they're going. I'm going with the Patriots.
0: Okay, so we're gonna head out to Las Vegas. Raiders are hosting the Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by two and a half on the road.
1: I'm going to go with the Raiders in, in this game. The Chiefs have looked, you know, poor so over the last few weeks. And I'm trying to stick with them, but I, I, I'm going to go with the Raiders. I'm
0: going to go with the Raiders, too, that they'll uh, rally on their home field at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. And uh, I think that, you know, the passage of time, uh, we're going to find out, you know, that, they're, that they've that they got some players that are uh, going to be ready to play against the Chiefs. Big game. For first place, along with the Chargers, they're all vying for it. And lastly, Saints are at Tennessee this week. Tennessee favored by two and a half at
1: home. I'm going to go with the Titans. After what I saw last week in, uh, in Los Angeles, you know, they look like a team that is uh, poised to make a run even after losing you know, their most dominant player. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Titans. I'm
0: going with the Titans as well. I would have never thought that they would have played this well coming off the devastating loss of Derrick Henry, but they came in here to the Rams. Everybody was calling the Rams. Uh, the best team in the NFC and and, uh, Super Bowl uh, contenders. Of course, they're going to have Von Miller uh, going forward. Uh, That's a huge addition, and uh, the Rams are going to be formidable. Uh, But I liked what I saw with Tennessee and and the the mental determination and the physical uh, uh, play that they uh, exhibited. So I'll go with the Titans. Larry, uh, have a great week. You're going to be answering a lot of phone and text messages now that we've given out your telephone number, Uh, perhaps the Seahawks and – some of these other teams uh, who are trying to make it into the playoffs and some of these other teams uh, uh, who need receivers uh, uh, who are going to make a Super Bowl run, I'm sure they'll be getting in touch as well. So keep your phone on this week.
1: All right, I'll make sure I get that bill paid, Jim, and uh, I look forward to seeing you this weekend in Phoenix.
0: That's the great Larry Fitzgerald in this week's episode of Let's Go with Larry. It's available wherever you stream your podcast. Subscribe today. Please give us a five-star rating. And leave a review. You can also interact with our program by emailing us your questions to Let's Go at SiriusXM.com. Our thanks to our producer, Dave the Snake Hagen, production assistance by Harris Fabishoff, and to our sponsors, Morton's USAA, Ring, United Wholesale Mortgage, and Golden Nugget. Let's Go podcast with Larry Fitzgerald was produced by One Ninety Nine Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions. We will talk to you again next Monday night, right here on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.